Hey, welcome back to Talking Taekwondo. Today I'm speaking with Miss Anne-Marie Kinsella. Miss Kinsella is a six-degree black belt training and coaching down in NS Taekwondo. We discuss her journey through Taekwondo all the way up through to six-degree black belt. She's the highest female black belt in the Irish Taekwondo Association and we get her take on that as well and what that means to her. Uh, in addition to this, she's a chartered physiotherapist and is travelling with the national Taekwondo team uh, as the physio for the team. And we get some really interesting um, advice around... Uh, things that can help you as a as a practitioner from a physiotherapist point of view and also stuff that she's discovered uh, along along her journey it's a really cool conversation and uh, i hope you enjoy it if you are enjoying it please give us a like and a share and a subscribe and all of that and we'll uh, go from there as always stay safe talk to you soon bye bye we're in all right cool so here I am speaking with Sam Marie Kinsella from NSTKD, six degree black belt in the ITA and in Taekwondo in general. How's tricks? How's life? Coping well? Life is, life is good. Yeah. Yeah. I'm coping. All right. Yeah. Kind of getting used to the changes and not being able to do a whole lot. Yeah, yeah, go yeah. to work and, and uh, yeah, come home. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, um, so look, thank you so much for sitting down and having a chat with me and everybody else. No and problem. It's, it's really good. Like I said, it's nice to keep the community sort of together. Sort of together. Yeah, so, yeah so, it's a great idea. Uh, so let's, uh, let's, 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 let's get into it. Uh, tell me a little bit. How, how, how are you as a club going and how are you as a person going training-wise now with the, with the new restrictions and stuff like that? How has that affected you and how has that affected your sort of your, your, your life, I suppose? How are you coping with COVID-19? Yeah. Um, I suppose life-wise, like, I'm still working, so we're still kind of trying to manage caseloads physio wise um in the community and that and that's kind of changed i suppose a bit since covid19 has started and it'll probably continue to change depending on the need that's out there with people um so from that way with going to work kind of five days a week i'm still doing that um from a taekwondo point of view when this started and we we couldn't go to the club anymore we started kind of recording some um sessions ada was doing them and putting them up for the students um but then we thought Zoom would be good because it kind of missed the social side of the teaching and just being able to link in with everyone and be training at the same time rather than people doing it just to kind of a, a pre-recorded screen. Yeah. So we started doing that. Yeah. And that seems to be working quite well. It's something you know? I've noticed a lot of instructors doing this. They've kind of had to innovate quickly, right? Because, you know, I mean, from talking to other people, they're all kind of a little bit, I won't say worried, but aware that the longer they lose contact with their students, the less likely they'll ever see these students again. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Um, but I suppose I, I kind of, I miss, I miss them. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know you're teaching for a song? You kind of miss yeah. them. You miss that interaction. So, yeah. yeah. And I'd say like ourselves, you know, you you kind of like structure. You'd be kind of craving a little bit of structure. Um. So, yeah, it was, it's good to be able to be in a position to offer that to people. I know, right? We're not totally, we're not totally snookered, right? Where we can't. Yeah. I mean, we're very lucky to live in this day and age where you know the internet connects everyone, and we can mm. have this conversation, and we can do. I mean, I'm doing live classes as well on a Saturday morning, yeah. streaming them, whatever. And uh, I haven't. I mean, people keep every time I, I try to set it, means they're like, "Oh, have you got Zoom?" And it's like, "No, no, I don't." And I must, I must get on that now because a few people keep asking me for this, so I might have to. Might it have is to make good, the and, and uh, as you can see, I'm kind of not very technologically literate. Because <laughs> you've seen at the start this, and I can manage Zoom. It took a while, but I can do it. So oh, yeah, we have to have a go. I mean, but yeah, yeah. So I mean, it's cool to see. I mean, I've been following stuff, especially your home workouts and stuff that I saw you put up. I mean, and and they're cool and they're really good uh, resources for people as well. So I mean, it's have you got have you got good response to that, or do you how do you find that it working for you? With the the pre-recorded workouts, is it or no, the with, Zoom with, with both, I suppose. 
Um, the pre-recorded workouts, yeah, there was a good response to that. People um, yeah, people said they were good, you know. Um, Zoom, I think that the, you kind of get an, an instant feedback as to how many people are taking you up on it mm. um, and how they find the sessions and that. So for me, that one was it's probably the better one um, right. to do, you know. Yeah, and, like we and were asking a normal class schedule, or are you just sort of a, a, a kind of an aggregated version of it? Uh, slightly different. So what way we have it now is we have the kind of red and black belts doing three mornings a week. Mm. So they do Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and then we've broken it up. We've white belts, yellow tags, yellow belts, green tags, green belt, blue tags, and then blue belt, red tags. They'll all have a day. So we do kind of six. So it'll be nine classes a week. And was that Honest. more than you'd usually do? Yeah, yeah. Well, I suppose, is it more than we'd usually do? It probably is and it isn't, because the time-wise, because the Zoom, you have, you have about 40 minutes. After that, then you'll be paying for it. So the classes are kept uh, around sure. 35, 40 minutes, yeah, which is kind of enough anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'd say when you add it all up, it's probably similar, maybe even a bit less than what we would have been doing during the week, because we've been doing quite a lot of classes between mm. Barefield and Ennis. But it's more specific yeah. now, right? To the, uh, to, the how grade, do you mean? to the grade, right? So um, or, or, I don't know. I mean, how do you split your classes? Yeah, that's, that's... well, the, the way we've devised these ones is we start off. They have to have warmed up before the class because we just wouldn't have time to yeah. to do the full kind of routine. So they'll have the warm up done, and then we'll do kind of six hand combinations, six kicking combinations, and then physicals, kind of six different physical exercises, and a stretch, cool down at the end. So and it takes around forty minutes. Yeah. yeah, that's cool. Yeah. I mean, I'll definitely uh, be stealing your 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 six 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 strategy. Yeah. <laughs> We're kind of falling in line with the the um, black belt grading. Yeah, really. Yeah. So just kind of trying to keep it that way. Um, I suppose when we started doing the Zoom, it really was with the people who were intending to do their dang gradings this year in mind. We just didn't want to have them left for however many months without some um, structure, yeah, and some feedback. And then once we did kind of the couple of classes with them, we thought, actually, this is something that we could really do with the, the rest of the club and all the grades because it, it's not that hard. Yeah. So we, yeah. we said we'd put it out there for people. That's yeah, great. that's great. So, I mean, like, for, for, let's 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 just change tack. I mean, for people who don't know your history and your journey, let's let's kind of go there. I mean, how did yeah. how did you get involved in, in Taekwondo and how did you stay the course? Yeah. How did I get Yeah. How did I get involved? Um. Well, my dad, Mr. Kinsler, he would have started. I was looking at Mr. Burns' um, chat with you, and they probably started around the same time. I think it was February 1989. Then uh, on my birthday, my 12th birthday, dad brought me to the West County where Master Ford was doing a demonstration for Taekwondo. Uh And then uh, I joined up the following Tuesday, the 18th of April, um, and haven't looked back since, really. When I started, there was no other girls. There was no other kids, actually. I was there 12 and it was my dad, my uncle, and I think maybe five other men. Yeah, and Master Ford. And that was it for, that was it for, I'd, I'd say a couple of years. So it was, yeah, That's loved it. It was yeah. hard. Yeah. That's interesting, isn't it? Because yeah. you don't see that now anymore, those sort of mixed kids, adults classes, they're just not doable anymore, you know? I mean, in that yeah. sense, where you have such, I suppose when you were 12, it's a little bit different, right? But, uh, yeah, I mean, and so you were in there training all, all through. And so, I mean, mm. 
Tell me more about then. I mean, so when did you, were you, were you, was there much of a, a competition circuit or was it very much a, a martial art just for training and personal betterment? How did you, how did you fare yeah. on that, that front? Um, there would have been competitions, but they're like Wexford, Dublin, I think really were the big ones. You're looking at five hours on a bus. Yeah. Yeah. Back then getting to them um, Southeastern championships and that. Um, but there wouldn't have been a lot during the year. Like I would have competed all right, but there wouldn't have been many competitions like it wouldn't have been great mm. at that time yeah like as was now with the way kids are and getting on the national team and stuff like that that wasn't something that would have been there at at my age back then yeah yeah and yeah. this was a you know so we're sort of are we still rita or are we aita at this stage we're aita yeah yeah AITA. yeah yeah so you're involved in there from that because i remember when i started it was 93 94 and it was all AITA by then. AITA. So, I mean, yeah. So, yeah. Um, so when did you go to first degree black belt then? First degree black belt was 93. So <laughs> I graded with um, Adrian Byrne as well. Ah. And that was a few of us. Yeah. Yeah. We graded. And Mr. Kinsella, we all graded at the same time. And yeah. where was that? That was in Dublin. Yeah. Dublin. That was yeah, probably one of the worst gradings. Yeah. <laughs> Not the worst gradings I ever did, but one of the ones I was most nervous for. Uh, yeah. So myself and Dad, yeah, we we graded through all the color belt gradings together, and when I get nervous, I'd usually be chatting, so I'd be like, yeah, supersonic talking to Dad, and he'd be telling me go away because he'd be nervous oh, as well. So yeah, and then the black belt grading, I was so bad I couldn't actually talk. No, no way. Yeah, so I mean, yeah. who who was your examiner then all the way through color belts? Was that through? Uh, Mr. Walsh. Ah, okay, right, right. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. And then. Hmm? For for first degree then it was for first degree it was um general heat or what's his name um heel show yeah yeah so there's a lot I'm I'm seeing a pattern here the more I talk to people from the sort of late eighties nineties early pedigree it's all through kind of heel show and that's sort of yeah that yeah time, you know? yeah yeah exactly yeah. Um, and so I mean tell us about tell us about your black belt grading by comparison to what we do nowadays could you remember that day thoroughly I mean do you I remember, yeah, just I remember it exactly like, but yeah, no, I remember it. it was a long, it was a long day. I suppose compared to now where you get, like, you know exactly what you're going to be asked, hands mm. and feet, you know, like, you know, the, the sequence, the grading is going to run at and that back then you didn't know what you're going to be asked. Like you just had to, as best you could know everything, you know, and you had to know the Korean terminology for everything because it's going to be called in that um, yes, yeah, so you just had to practice everything and, and read as much as you could or get as much information as you could on the the theory side of things. But again, it wasn't put it in a nice little package like we have now with the yeah. ITA syllabus and the, the manual that's there, you know. Yeah. And on top of that, we can find out how the examiners are scoring things as well. So it's it's really transparent yeah. in that sense. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And there wasn't Internet either, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 I know, right? Yeah. People are saying, you like, couldn't Google stuff. Forget the internet. We didn't even have a phone. Never mind yeah, the internet. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but that that's cool. So, was there many at that test for you, or was it how many people tested? Oh yeah, there was last. There was a test once a year. I can't remember how many was there, but there was there was quite a lot. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah. That was the journey from Ennis up and then bus down. And then the journey back down. Yeah, we didn't get our results on the day either. Right. You know, you had to wait. I think that was in August, '93, uh, and we had to wait till I think into into September to wait a few weeks before we got our results. Yeah, so you didn't know. And how yeah. did that happen? Did you just get a a letter phone in the post, call. a phone call? Yeah, phone All call. Good. See you later. Yeah. Thanks very much. Yeah, phone call. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. And so then it was out with the sewing machine to to put the stripes on. Yeah, or was it's it... exactly it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 And I thought at that time that you could put the stripes down the suit, down the yeah, legs, yeah, and down yeah. the arms. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't realize you had to wait another few years before you could do that. Amazing. Yeah. Uh, it's a it's a it's a cool story. It's a, it's a, I mean, in many ways, I kind of like those those sort of unstructured exams, right, where you don't know what's coming. And yeah. And in many ways, I absolutely hate them because you don't know what's going on, right? I mean, yeah, there's of, just pluses and minuses for both, isn't there? Yeah, I mean, I, you can kind of prepare. I mean, you can kind of, I know when you do the the, the the sort of modern black belt test, you know, like you say, it's very structured and you know where your strengths and your weaknesses are and what you need to double down on and where you're going to pick up marks and hopefully, you know, where you can limit the amount of marks you lose. And I mean, you'd know better than anyone sitting on the examiner's yeah. panels now. I mean, it's a... Uh, it's a it's yeah. a different time like i mean so tell me about about so you you went you went to first degree and a second degree and third, tell us about your journey all the way because you're you're, you're yeah. six now so there's a few there's a few gradings, a few in, gradings between in between yeah so that was my first degree in 93 i think i went to college then um so i was 16 when i got that and then went to college in london um after doing the leaving cert but i trained over there then in grandmaster and Ardizzi's club it was actually across the road from where i was living yeah, so that was good. And I was supposed to do my second degree there, but I came home and did it again with, with the AITA under um, Master um, what's his name? Ken Wheatley. Yeah. And uh, the panel that was there at that time. And then my third degree, I did that again with the AITA with Master Wheatley. Yeah. And fourth, yeah. we did in Belgium, where I... Uh, Became friends with Mr. McMullen. And uh, the, the yeah. legendary partnership yeah. started there, didn't it? Yeah, it started there. We were actually the first two. We did the prelim in Ennis for the fourth degree, mm. and we were the first two to kind of um, pilot the scoring system now for the black belt gradings when it was all done on paper. Yeah, oh, so it was just sheets and sheets of paper out with all the, the stuff in it to write in the scores. So that was, yeah. So we did our fourth degree then in Belgium. Um, and Master Barry was actually grading for his sixth over there for that. Right. Yeah. And then we did our fifth degree in Cork. Yeah, in Cork. And then our sixth at the IUC in Dublin in uh, four years ago. Yeah, in 2016. So, yeah. I mean, you've had a variety of examiners. Do you have Do you have a favourite test? Do you have a one that you remember the best going, that was a great test, I really enjoyed that one, or one that stood out to you? Um, I think Belgium was a good one. Yeah, yeah, I like Belgium. Yeah, we did it. It was hard. It was hard because we did it at the end of the IIC. So we had trained all day Friday, all day Saturday. So you know what you're like after them. Like we, we mm. were stiff. There was a lot of um, dumb soreness. And yeah, but uh, it was a good grading. It was it was our first grading with the grandmasters and that, you know, so yeah. 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 It's weird because there's a lot of there's a lot of people in Ireland that are gonna grow up now through the grades and they're not gonna have that experience at four or five, six, you know, maybe mm. even seven in the future. You know, I don't know how that yeah. works. I mean, like, but uh, you know, it's 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 kind of it's kind of cool and it's kind of it's kind of cool to be part of that group that have have had to travel and have had to have you know the the likes of Grandmaster, you know, Morano or Boss or whoever, kind of put you through your yeah. paces. You know, um, whereas like I said someone like like me for example I'm, I'm, I mean going to five I, I can definitely be tested next now in however many years yeah. in this country by the panel that I know exists and the people I know and you know yeah it's a 
you kind of know what's coming in many ways, you know, and you kind of, whereas it's different. I wonder, yeah. Again, this is my, this yeah. is my thing about it. It's, it's, it's good it's and bad. It's unknown, right? isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah like I say, there's, there's pluses and minuses for, for both. But it is nice having to travel to Greece. Yeah, you there's know, something kind of cool about it, right? It is nice. Yeah. You go off to war and come back with your trophy. And, you yeah. Know? Yeah. Nice. I mean, so, I mean, when you're going through your, your, your grades, were you, were you, were you competitive at all through this period or was that on your, on your radar at that stage? No, 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 it wouldn't have been. So I would have been competitive up to probably maybe 16 or that way. Yeah. And then after that, not really. No, no. But the club is kind of competitive anyway, right? You see that coming through. Like you, yeah. You yeah. Yeah. That's, that's that's that. I don't think that happens by accident, right? There must be some kind of uh, must be some kind of effort, or at least attempt to kind of make the club uh, go and. Well, yeah, like we'd, we'd encourage people to compete if if they're you know if they're interested in it. Like of course, but the younger ones be encouraging them because it's good development for them to do the competitions and that. Um, it's good character building and confidence building. But then as they get older, we'd say the likes of Ada now who would like to go out on the national team like anyone that is interested in doing stuff like that like we'll help them as much as we can and and kind of guide them towards what they would need to do or you know who they need to i suppose get what information or help in training that they need to get it from to, mm. to kind of try and get a place on the team or, or whatever they're looking for you know um we're lucky here in Clare. like there's so many different clubs yeah. down here we, we've access to like you know two of the coaches that are on the national team and we all like we all get on really well and they're they're can be very helpful you know we're just very lucky down here and it's good i mean i see that across the association the clubs are quite accommodating you know to people and they'll they'll want to build people and help people if 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 that's what's asked do you know what i mean i've never i've never seen an instructor or a group of instructors go do you know what no (laughs) You're not allowed in yeah. here. Get out of here. Uh, this is secret yeah. stuff that you can't know. <laughs> like that's not. I don't, yeah. I don't see that culture here. You know. Yeah, everybody is quite keen to help everyone else, aren't they? Yeah, I mean, it's that whole rising tide lifts all boats sort of philosophy, you know. Yeah. Um, but so I mean, talk to me then about. I mean, you're now six degree black belt. I, you you know, the, the are you the highest ranked? female black belt in the ITA I think you are yeah that's yeah. a kind of cool Sorry. badge to have isn't it it's... yes I suppose it is like do you know when you're kind of living it you don't take any notice because it just is what it is yeah, yeah. I mean uh, but I, um, I suppose if I like looking back at a, being a colour belt and like you'd ever only see yourself getting to first degree and then next thing you're here is a sixth degree and yeah it's it's uh like if you take yourself out of it and look in, it, I suppose it is a big deal, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, does, yeah. does that does that ever come and play on your mind? Do you ever feel like there's a responsibility there to sort of role model that for sort of younger younger female yeah. athletes coming through? Or, um, I would feel like it should be a role model, and and like when I do stuff, I try and do the best I can do at it. Do you know whether it be umpiring or whatever, whatever I'm doing, and always kind of I suppose have the right etiquette and stuff so that you are promoting I suppose uh, things just things to be right yeah. You know? yeah yeah I mean coming up I mean it's it's it, martial arts take one it, it, it's it's traditionally that kind of sort of male dominated world right you know mm-hmm. I mean 
did you yeah. find that as you went up higher and higher that this yes. was something that really you had to kind of either tiptoe around or get used to or was there a kind of compromises that had to be made there because of this or was um no i i, I suppose like i was saying when i started it was all men mm. you know so i was kind of used to that anyway but what i find now with the iic so you go to an iic and uh we're all everybody's training together and there's a really good mix of male and female um now being a sixth degree we're kind of generally up at the second line there's mm. a lot less females up around there and then as they break off where you're doing your separate training like once you go kind of from four degree up fifth degree up six degree up like you're really looking at small numbers of females compared to males in that all right i don't take too much notice to it like it doesn't bother me it's just you just notice that there's less women do you know why do you think that is i think it's possibly to do with having families maybe i don't know you know um i suppose you, you whenever you, you have your kids and it's not that easy to maybe get out and keep training or keep teaching or, or doing whatever you do like i'm lucky like ada was coming to classes all the time like it's not that i i suppose when she was smaller she wouldn't have been but once she kind of hit four or five she was coming to our classes with us so it was easy to be going to them um, and then as she got older, she was coming to the evening classes. So I was never really kind of having to leave her at home. Our family was there. Dad was there. My niece is there. So from yeah. that kind of sense, it, it's, it was easier for me to keep going. Um, maybe for people that don't have that kind of structure where it's quite family orientated, it's probably harder to get out and leave your family behind you a lot, you know? Yeah. Like, possibly. I think it, I mean, it, it, it definitely has to help having a family that's involved in the game that you're, you know, and, and bringing people along. It may taking away those boundaries, like you say, or those, those blockers, yeah. you know. Because um, it wouldn't, it wouldn't be easy like, to go to work, you know, come back from work and then head out the door again, yeah, like an I mean, hour later and be gone for the evening. Yeah. And I mean, all this time, you know, you, you, like you said, you went to college, you studied to be a physiotherapist and, you know, you're mm. doing all of that as well as doing your training and, you know and life right i mean that's that's yeah. kind of that's kind of real testament to the effort and the, the the graft do you think the attitude to women in martial arts is changing at all or um it kind of seems to be doesn't it the 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 itf have the, they have a women's committee now and then mm. they're, they're kind of trying to get women on doing stuff and that's good i suppose um and trying to have women on committees and doing stuff is good i would just hope that the people that are on it and I'm sure that the women are good but just that it's the right person for the right job as opposed to kind of a token have a woman on a committee because okay. we need to have equality do you know right yeah you'd rather it be on merit rather than yeah on... yeah yeah just just sex what do you think then I mean because you're also involved with the national team as well you know yeah. so I mean tell us a bit about your involvement there and how you uh, how you ended up how you ended up doing that or what what, what it uh, is there yeah um Ada got selected for the team so we were going to the squad sessions um and just by virtue of being a physiotherapist people were coming up asking me about their injuries and asking me to do stuff so it just kind of morphed into that I just would I brought the plinth I kind of talked to Mr Ryan and uh, to see should I kind of do something like that like because I was kind of treating people on the floor you know and it, yeah, so that that's kind of how that evolved. That I was there anyway. 
nobody in us all. Yeah, yeah. And for me, I'd rather be doing something than sitting down waiting, you know. Mm. So, yeah, so it was nice to be, it's nice to be involved and to be able to help people. Especially when you have specific knowledge of the game being played. It's not like, you know, you're traveling yeah. to a hockey tournament and you don't know. I don't know if you know anything about hockey. But I wouldn't, for example. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. and it's like, well, I can't help anyway. At least here you can sort of see the yeah. game. You don't mind. Sort of yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, sense. yeah, yeah. And when people complain about different stuff, you can kind of figure it out, like, depending, you know, they might have a pain on one side. That's the side they kick at. So they're doing certain things that are kind of bringing on that. Yeah. So, and like, I mean, so, from, so from from training your own time, from your you know experience as a physiotherapist, and now your experience at, at kind of high performance physiotherapist, right? Um, like, what are you seeing Taekwondo athletes coming out with as sort of what what's the sort of common problems? What are the niggles? How are the what are the sort of things you're treating all the time and seeing? You know, I'm I'm really curious to get this perspective. Yeah. The um, I suppose one of the most common things we catch. The cats, yeah, yeah, because bouncing all the time, and probably not stretching the calves as much as people should do, especially. So it's not too bad at the earlier earlier in the campaign, but as the campaign moves on and and training intensifies and that, that yeah, the calves get tight, so that kind of stuff. Or I find again with that you're kind of looking at footwear then because. It's not too bad earlier in the campaign, but as it moves on and people are wearing sliders, if it's the kind of summer ones, and then their legs are working more to keep those on. So it's just a knowledge around kind of when you're on your rest days, you need to give your legs a rest. And that means your footwear makes a big difference to that as well. Don't mm-hmm. try to give people that knowledge. Yeah, yeah outside of That's helping them with the stretches and, and the foam rolling and stuff. It's interesting when you never think, you know, oh, my shoes are my own doing here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they do make a big difference, you know, or even wear compression wear just to help with your recovery after the sessions. You know, every little bit kind of helps, especially at that level, because it's such a high level, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, like the, the, those 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 athletes are really, they're, they're tuned so that any kind of small change will make a big impact, right? You know, yeah. I, yeah. I I am less performant and can suffer a greater variability, I suppose. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> you can wear the sliders. <laughs> I can suffer it just a slight bit more. My 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 fine tuning machine won't derail as quickly. But uh, you know, it's yeah. interesting. I mean, because we see it across, not just uh, you know, uh, at some point everyone gets injured in taekwondo, right? Um, I I don't yeah. think I, like, and I'm just curious. I mean. What is it about this game? This game that you think finds people picking up knocks, and is it is it bad training habits? Is it bad knowledge? Is it like where do we, how do we kind of help people like, who might be, you know, high performance athletes, but they might be kind of, you know, sort of your kind of average athlete or your average trainer who comes and they do their two classes a week yeah. or whatever, and they might be, they might be not, you know, yeah. seven years old and made a play doh. Yeah. They might be, you know, thirty seven years old and sort of need a bit more uh, yeah time. yeah where's your time, yeah sly on like, this one we we do a lot of kind of um injury prevention exercises in in our classes you know to help what would with that, entail? that so for people who are having this in here what would you think um, like, what would you recommend or prescribe to people before they go training or when they're not training at home now for example to keep themselves yeah kind of mobility work yeah so doing stretches um thoracic mobility to you know the rotation work because if your thoracic spine is stiff it's going to be hard to do the blocks because your shoulders will be stiff everything will be slightly off so trying to keep that mobile um 
And then just the stretching. So there's kind of evidence around now doing eccentric stretching. So where you're not actually pushing the muscle on a on a length completely, but where you're doing you know, like the Nordic hems, you know, those exercises kind where of. you're, yeah. So you're say on a kneeling up high and you start to tip yourself forward. So it's your hamstrings that are holding you. You need someone holding your legs, but doing that where you're tipping forward and then before like your hamstrings give out, you just sit down onto your calves and then sit, sit kneel back up again. Yeah, um, yeah. So that that helps. Yeah. So there's evidence there to show that doing that kind of exercise will give you length in the hamstrings um, without having to push your hamstrings like with a, a static stretch, if that makes sense. Yeah, um, yeah. And it, it works quite well. Yeah. So we do a lot of that in the club and we do it for the hip flexors and that that kind of works quite well um and then a lot of kind of jumping and landing and trying to keep everything aligned so that the knees aren't kind of going in or out when you're doing that so that people when they're kind of moving around sparring will have a better i suppose awareness of their body position and stuff like that to help ideally prevent injuries and stuff so we'd be kind of doing do a good bit of that yeah so for people at home i suppose you'd be looking at Technique, watching your technique when you're doing your squats, when you're doing your lunges, you know, every time you do something, you're kind of reinforcing that pathway in your brain. You want to make sure that whatever you're doing, you do it right. You don't, mm. fast doesn't necessarily mean better. So with the squats and the lunges or whatever sit to stands of what you're doing, you need to make sure that your knees point in the same direction as your toes. And that then will fall into your walking stances, your L stances, your sitting stances, you know. Um, just that kind of stuff, simple stuff. Like when you kind of think about it, you go, it's, it's not that hard to do, but you actually need to kind of think about it when you're doing it to get it right. Yeah. And I think that's yeah. sort of maybe a little bit easier for adults to kind of self, um, self assess themselves that way when they're walking or squatting or whatever. But, um, yeah, what we do with, with, with yeah. that sort of stuff is, um, we kind of get people to look at each other, pair them up. Um, I not, obviously not with the smallies, smallies, but, like from kind of nine, ten up, kids are pretty good at like giving you good feedback as to whether your like knees are dipping in or out or what, whatever technique or whatever we're doing. They, they're they're good to give feedback, you know, to other people, and that that in itself then helps them to correct themselves because they can kind of see someone else and see how to help them fix it. Yeah, I mean, like kids love being in charge, right? And they love being the boss. Yeah. <laughs> of, uh... So I think giving them authority is 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 a no-brainer sometimes, uh, if not yeah, a double edge. So, yeah. but uh, yeah, and I mean, yeah, so, so that's kind, so, kind of cool. I mean, it's kind, it's kind of cool. I mean, do you think that you know your your professional experience has helped you? in your 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 taekwondo experience and vice versa do you think you do you get much crossover there that's really sort of made your training better or helped you stay kind of strong and fit uh, throughout whereas you know i mean i'm sure coming up through the grades you've seen other people that might have dropped off through various different injuries or whatever and i mean is that something you've noticed is that something that you think um that that having kind of the, the taekwondo and the physio going together as a help. Yeah, I mean, definitely, I suppose from a teaching point of view, and kind of knowing why you're doing certain exercises and what the knock-on effect of doing one thing, 
could have with another, you know, and being able to explain things to people mm. um, as to why you're actually doing this exercise is, I think, is it's a big help, you know. Um, and then with the kids, like, because from a physio point of view, like I do adults and pediatrics. So, you know, with the kids classes, having the, I suppose, having that pediatric experience of uh, kids' development and stuff is a big help as well, you know. Yeah, so they, they, they do go well together and work and then, like, and again, I suppose it's helped more with the pediatric exercises that we're be doing. So we'd have, like, I'd see kids with developmental delay and motor coordination problems, DCD, that sort of stuff. Say the older kids, see the babies as well. Like the older kids, like, I'd bring a lot of the Taekwondo games into it, you know, I'd bring the pads mm-hmm. to work with me, I'd bring the hula hoops to work. Mm-hmm. Um, so th- there is a good crossover there, yeah. Yeah, it, it has benefited me. It's like both sides. Yeah, definitely. Um, both. Yeah. So what about then, like, I mean, your own goals for your own training going forward? I mean, you've come to Six Degree Black Belt. You are, I think, we're maybe one of the only international teams with a full-time physio. Uh, like, where do you see yourself? I think some going? the other sides have, have some. Oh, oh, really? um, sure. With this, yeah, I think, I think... I think Romania had one. You'd see them going around like with their their physio tops on. You have a little trail, a yeah. club there. Do you? They, um, <laughs> <laughs> they, um, where do I see myself going um, taekwondo wise? I, I suppose mean, like in a couple of years, hopefully go for seven degrees. So we kind of training away for that um, at the minute anyway, you know, just kind of keep them going um with the national team like unfortunately the championships were cancelled yeah. or postponed this time yeah. um which was awful really for for the competitors you know it was so close to the championships and they had, mm. they had so mm. much work put into it and they were looking really good you know and then there was a lot of new and new newbies on the squad as well like it was yeah, unfortunate yeah. for them not to get their their go you know um but I suppose the the national team will be coming back again, so helping out with that will be something that I'll be doing. Um, and then club wise, I suppose we have the two clubs here in Clare now, like we've Ennis and then Bearfield. So we'll be teaching, going. Sorry, are you teaching in, in all in both of those clubs all the time, or what? Have you? Yeah. Um. Say the way it is, Bearfield is Tuesdays and Friday evenings, mm-hmm. and. Ennis is Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday morning, and then Saturday evenings for people getting ready for the dang gradings. So uh, the only evening I wouldn't be in Ennis would be Tuesday because obviously we're in Bearfield. Um, but how we kind of break it up is the two girls like Ada and Darren help out in Bearfield as well. They come and help me, and then Michigan um, will be in Ennis. Um, they probably train there from seven to eight or helping teaching from seven to eight now and then come out to us after eight o'clock in Bearfield and help finish up out there. So, yeah, it's good though, you know, it's good to have the, the two clubs and people have the option, you know, if they miss training in one place, they can make it up in another if they want. Um, yeah. But it's all it's... new, like Bearfield is quite new. We, we started up there in November. Yeah, it's 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 different. I know when we started Cabin Tealy, you know, kind of what, last last May we sort of started trialing it and sort of ran until June to sort of said, right, let's have a go. And 
it is weird kicking off a venue and you have one that's kind of established and you go back to sort of yeah. classes of two and three and you know I'll, well, suddenly Bearfield, all your... Bearfield, yeah Fairfield was Mr. Coughlin's um club so you kind of yeah and so they hadn't trained for a few months that's the only thing so not everybody oh, yeah. would have come back but there was enough enough came back so the, I mean that club is there I think it's 20 years yeah Fairfield I was thinking is, that it's not it's, there. that sounds like you know, the penny is kind of things yeah. pieces have come together in my head now you know, which, um, yeah. that's, it's, it's, it's a commitment though isn't it I mean you're, you're working full time as well and uh, you know yeah. it's how, how do you juggle yes. that with life right I mean because you know a, a full time job full time instructor doing your own training family to sort of yeah. look after a spell in her spare time I suppose like how do, you, do you ever I, struggle with the balance? Yeah, it kind of comes... Yeah, yeah. I suppose I had to kind of juggle things around a little bit once I took over Bearfield. Um, yeah, with the work thing and the kind of teaching thing, yeah, so I was... I, I had to kind of stop doing a couple of things that I was doing. I was teaching other classes on a Monday and Wednesday evening, um, antenatal classes. Mm. So I I kind of stopped them. So I have those two evenings now a week, which I didn't have before. Before I used to only have a Friday evening. So it's actually I have a bit more time now than what I would have had before taking over Bearfield. And again, Ada is coming out with me, and my niece is coming out. So, so you're not. You know, yeah, yeah, it's 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 nice time like, and the kids are lovely that are in both places. And the adults just there's more kids in Bearfield. There's no adults, and then. In Ennis, it's kind of a mixture of kids and adults. So it's not like, you know, when you're doing something so long, it's it's not something you really think about too much. Mm. It's not a hardship yeah, to go and yeah. do it. Like it's it. part of what you do, isn't it? We you know? wouldn't be doing it if we didn't enjoy it, you know. Um, it's yeah. Not like, yeah. It's not like this this tax that has to be paid or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, and I was lucky on, with, with work as well, I could... I was able to kind of change my hours around a little bit at work so I could finish going a bit earlier, finish a little bit earlier. So I wasn't kind of rushing from one place to the other. Yeah, important. that's important. I know. I mean, like I've, yeah. I've often been kind of leaving the office in town, kind of hoping the train isn't late or else classes will be late and stuff like that. But, uh, yeah. you know, it doesn't yeah. always. It, we're, I've been quite you know, fortunate. And again, I have a bit of flexibility at my, uh, my own work. So, um. But it's interesting what you said there that there was more kids in Bearfield than there is in Ennis. I mean, do you did you well, always no, run a? Sorry, did you did there, you always run an adult kids, it's, Um, in we we didn't we would have years ago but we would have and then it was all kids really that we mm. were getting in Ennis. Not that we weren't looking for the adults, but they just didn't come. But for the last few years now, we have more adults starting, like parents of kids that are doing it. Yeah. I've started training, yeah. Whereas in Bearfield, there is no adults. It's just, I suppose the oldest there is probably 16, 17. Okay. Um, down to maybe 11. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's, it's a weird one to juggle, right? Uh, that Because I know any of this sort of, or, we have had a good cohort of adults in the past. Like I, But I find that my, my adult senior class, teenagers, adults class kind of, is being populated by people who are now just getting older from this class below us rather than a lot of yeah. new new adults coming to start. I mean, you do get a few and it's yeah. great. We're happy to see them and come in. 
but um you know you yeah, have yeah. you have different journeys to manage there right you have people who are young and, and and can kick on and go on to be highly competitive if they want and then you have people that are are you know coming back to sport or, or are not interested in being driven on that path to be a, an athlete right they just want to train and yeah. hard or whatever but they don't necessarily need to be you know the next world yeah. champion which is it's, it's trying to match that in one class can be can be a, a nice challenge you know yeah yeah um, we're i suppose we're lucky because it, there's so many of us there and in us we can kind of divide up the class so when it comes to let's say the tournament time like we have an instructor that can go with people who want to be going to the tournament and then mm-hmm. Someone else can be with people who are getting ready for a grading and someone else can be with the rest of the class that are are, are just kind of doing the developmental stuff for that way. It's I, I just, it, we're looking, and the hall is big enough. Yeah, I never actually asked you, when did when did Ennis start as a, as a club? Like, when did you actually kick that off? I mean, after, because you were training, like, I mean, I forgot, I forgot to ask you earlier on, you were training with Matt Ford yeah. or, 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 for, for a long time and then decided, I mean, when that did was, you? That was Ennis, yeah, that was ah, Ennis. So Master okay. Ford started Ennis, yeah. So in whatever the 18th of April '89, Ennis officially opened as a Taekwondo school. Yeah, with Master Ford, and then like Mr. Byrne was saying the other night, Master Ford went to Cork, um, and it was Kevin Soren took over Shannon, and subsequently then Mr. Byrne and Dad or Mr. Kinsley took over Ennis. Yeah, and that's that's how that kind of came about. Right, right, cool. That's, yeah. that's... That's that's cool. Sort of genesis, isn't it? Um, that there's, yeah. there's sort of legacy there. That's cool. Um, so what was I going to ask you? There was something that I have. Just check me now. Sorry. Oh yeah. yeah. I always, I'm always, I'm asking all people this. This, especially high high rank black belts. I'm kind of going into this one with you. You know, I mean, God. Taekwondo is uh, as a, as a martial art, right? Is is one of those things that has been traditionally viewed in the you know. You line up, you put the dough book on, and you you, you stand in the lines, and you, you make shapes, and you do your your blocking and your punching, and your fundamentals, and you you bow, and you and that's take one on, that's part of it, and we're seeing a huge rise in combat sports like MMA and other sort of things. And do you think how do you think sort of take one positions itself with the rise of that? And you know because before, like I say to other, I've asked other people this, and I've said you know I mean before when you were training there was no internet, so you couldn't see what a take one class looked like. Whereas now you can go online and everyone yeah. is putting Taekwondo classes online. So you can kind of, you can you can assess it, but you can also kind of criticize it as well if you don't believe in it or you don't necessarily uh, align with that view. I mean, how do you think Taekwondo sort of positions itself to stay rel- not relevant, relevant is the wrong word, but you know what I mean? To stay kind of in in the, the public eye as a, as a martial artist, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I think the, the discipline that it offers and, and it's just, I suppose, you know, you're getting a lot of balance work. You're getting a lot of kind of um, core development. You're working both sides of the body. Like for kids, it's just brilliant, you know, because mm-hmm. you're getting so many different um, things from it. Like a, a lot of physios will be recommending it now for kids, especially kids with um, DCD and that, just because of all those aspects that are in it, you know, that you're, you're, you're having to work on your balance with the kicking and, the weight transfers and and learning how to move your body to do all the different things that you have to do with it. Um, And you don't need a partner for it either. You know, it's something that you can do and you can progress. Whereas with probably the more combative sports, you do need someone, don't you? Like, you can't really do them. Yeah, yeah. But the rest of it you can do. You know, you don't need uh, someone to do it. Yeah, Um, I like that. 
that's that's kind of I think you, you you really you highlight a lot of sort of the kind of pros of the thing that that we do and why we enjoy doing it that we have this out you know that you can take mm. it any time that isn't you know everyone has turned their home into a doshank over the past few weeks and you can see know, that yeah. like it's, it's great like you know um so yeah. do you want to answer a few uh rapid fire questions oh, put you on the spot yeah yeah okay cool I'm not very good at answering quickly <laughs> i'd be grand what's your favorite pattern uh, Sejong. Sejong. What's the pattern you definitely don't want to get at your next test? Um, Juche. Juche. You know what you'll be asking <laughs> if it's on record. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, supposing somebody put three boards in front of you and said you have to break all of them, what's your go to technique? Stepping psychic. Stepping psychic, nice. Um, can you tell me what is your what, what what's the standout memory you have from Taekwondo? Um, this was a be there be a few like as Ada becoming European champion would have to be one of them. Yeah, and and you know to be there with her when when that happened. Yeah, that was good. And then. Again, when she got her black belt, we three generations of black belts in the family, you know, which, which was, um, yeah, that was really good as well. Like there's just so many, like 31 years of Taekwondo, it's hard to, to pinpoint one. I know. Hard, yeah. It's hard to kind of pick. Yeah. It's just questions yeah. for fun. Have you got? Have you got? What's sort of? What's the funniest thing you can recall at this time that we can talk about publicly? <laughs> Oh God! I think probably the the funniest thing would be me trying to do the special technique where you're doing the flying psychic and just yeah, just making a complete disaster of it. Yeah, yeah. My legs actually forgetting to jump like yeah. That's uh, probably the yeah. And if you um, what was the last one I was going to say to you? If you're uh, if as a as a, in a sparring match, what's your go-to shot? Inspiring. Mm. Um, turn and kick. Dalio, nice. Everyone loves yeah. a Dalio. Awesome, Miss Kinsella. You have shared a wealth of uh, information with us about your journey, and I've been very, very uh, happy to sit and share this evening with you talking Taekwondo. Um, Thank you, Mister Connor. Yeah. If if you want to plug the club now, I mean, where? Supposing people are down in Ennis and they want to go train, they go. Do you know what? That's for me. How can people find yeah. you, or how can they? How can they get in touch with you? Yeah, on Facebook or Ennis Taekwondo School. Um, and then for Bearfield to be Bearfield Take Wonder School, yeah, they're probably the easiest ways to get in touch with me through the Facebook. Cool, so Facebook is the point of yeah. contact. Deadly. I mean, like yeah. I said, it's been it's been a really good talk. It's been really you know, it's, yeah. uh, I always have good to- always have good times chatting with you, and uh, you know, uh, I look forward to being on the mats again with you and seeing you up in Dublin, and or maybe we'll yeah. come down to you for That'd a change. That'd be great. Whenever that yeah. will be, yeah. Well, I, I have Everybody good memories now. And this, is, yeah. and this is a good hunting ground for me so uh you know well yeah uh, yeah especially getting uh, your, your fourth there yeah i got my third there yeah. as well which is cool you know so um yeah. i'll uh i'll definitely be back, be back to the <laughs> well, let's let's yeah. get let's just rest on our haunches <laughs> yeah. for a moment and then we can take stock but yeah look it's been a yeah. really really interesting conversation i really appreciate you taking the time out of the evening to chat with me and uh look i hope you stay no safe say no hi welcome. to the family for me and uh yeah look after you yourself too. yeah Awesome. Thanks. Thanks so much. Thank you, Miss. Bye. Take care. So, bye. Bye. Bye.